Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. We continue the classics today. Put my title up there. What title did I put up there? Prison Praise. I don't know who in here has ever been to prison or been in jail, if it's been just a night or a week or a month or what your whole story is, but I love this story about Paul and Silas. So let me give you some quick background. So Paul and Silas were on the mission field. They were ministering. They were preaching the word and doing miracles in the name of Jesus. And they noticed, look at this, look how clever the enemy is. They noticed one day that there was a, a young lady following them. Now she was a fortune teller. Someone say fortune teller. Yeah, so she could predict the future, whatever. She had a spirit of divination, some other demons, obviously. And look how clever the enemy is. The enemy thought, I can't whip these people, so I'm going to bring a distraction. So the girl followed them around for a few days, and she was full of demons, but she said, these are servants of the Most High God. Listen to them. They will tell you how to be saved. And I imagine she kept doing it while they were trying to preach and teach the Word and heal the sick. And they did it for some days. Finally, the Apostle Paul got exasperated, is what the New Living Translation says. And he turned around and he said, you spirit, you come out of her in the name of Jesus. Well, here's the problem. She was a slave girl and her masters made a lot of money off of her fortune telling. So just like that, their business dried up because they cast the devil out of her. Well, they got angry. They, they caused a riot. They grabbed Paul and Silas. And this is where our story begins. Someone say, this is where we begin. All right. All right. Acts 16, 22. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped. Can you imagine? Can you imagine doing something people didn't like here in town, and the city officials go, okay, take the clothes off, let's beat them. That would freak you out. This is a different time, a different place, but it was like a lynch mob. The city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. Here's the problem with getting beaten with a wooden rod. They call it caning in the Far East. They beat you with a bamboo rod. We don't know what these rods were. They're just wooden, it says. But when you get hit with a wooden rod, it splits your skin. So these guys were injured. And what, they got in trouble for casting a demon out of a young lady, bringing freedom to her life. Let's continue. They're, they were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So what did he do? He put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Hold on there. In the midst of your trial, people are watching how you respond. In the midst of your trial, they say, what's Matt going to do? What's Linda going to do? What's Fred going to do? What's Debbie going to do? What's Jen going to do? What's Eric going to do? What's Gino going to do? They're going through this trial. They're praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Earlier in the book of Acts, it says that the apostles were, they were, they were basically brought before the elders, and they were whipped, and they were in trouble for speaking the name of Jesus, and they said they praised God because God had found them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. Can you imagine that? Now, I need you to keep this verse in mind. We're not going to go there. But Ephesians 5.20 says, 
always giving thanks to God for all things. That's what scripture says. Now people think they're being (laughs) anti-God or they're giving God thanks for the wrong thing. But how many of you know God allows things sometimes? God's not bringing evil on you. Sometimes it's our decisions or other people's decisions. But this scripture, Ephesians 5.20 says, always giving thanks to God for all things. It doesn't just say the good. Now that's challenging. Someone say that's challenging. Uh-huh. So if I give God thanks for a tough situation, these guys are in prison having been beaten for doing the right thing. They're in there singing and thanking God, just like the apostles earlier in this book, the book of Acts said, man, we've been worthy to be disgraced for the name of Jesus, to suffer for the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity. That was a bad thing that happened to them, huh? But they were praising him in the midst of it. Let's keep going. The other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. Any of you need a situation shaken to its foundations? We're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about it today. All the doors immediately flew open. Someone say, all. All the doors opened, all at once. You say, man, I can't get a door to open for me. Now they're all open. And the chains of every prisoner fell off. I don't know if they broke or what, but they fell off. Let's give the Lord a clap off. Real quick, make sure everybody is awake. They fell off. (laughs) Verse 27, and then the jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. Well, back in the day, if you were the jailer, you were responsible with your life. You made an oath with your life that the prisoners would not escape. So he assumed the prisoners had escaped because the doors are all open. So he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him. I don't even think Paul could see him. He must have known by the Spirit of God. He shouted to him, or he heard the sword come out of the sheath. Stop! Don't kill yourself. We're all here. (laughs) Verse 29, the jailer called for lights, ran to the dungeon, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. These guys had just been beaten. I bet they were sweaty. I bet, man, they were, you could smell blood on them. You could smell mucus. I mean, just the, you say, what does mucus smell like? You know what bodily fluids smell like. It's gross. They were in a jail cell. They're in a prison. He ran in there. He called for lights, and he fell down trembling before them. And then he brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? People are watching you. They want what you have even if they don't admit it. They do. I'm sure to some people my life has looked perfect on and off, but it hasn't been. It's had its share of trials and burdens and hardships, but God is faithful and I praise Him. Someone say amen. Amen. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Verse 31, they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and all who lived in his household. Even at that hour of the night, earlier it said midnight, right? So by now, it may be 12, 31 in the morning, we don't know. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer called for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. That's old school. You're you're saved, you accepted Jesus, let's baptize you right now. He brought them into his house and set a meal before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced. Because they all believed in God. Somebody say amen. Verse 35. The next morning, the city officials sent the police to tell the jailer, let these men go. Just like that. 
The city officials, or, or sorry, so the jailer told Paul, the city officials have said, you and Silas are free to leave. Go in peace. So God is taking care of it. We're not going to get into the rest of the story. There's a lot more drama there. What I want to deal with today is praise, prison praise. We equate prison with death, suffering, discomfort, frustration, hopelessness, despair, immobility, anger, doubt, pain, anything negative you can think of, you can associate that with prison. Hurt, heartbreak, dream shattered, you name it. But i got to ask you a question. What have we learned from this story today? Point one. Praise is out loud. Some of you have been through some stuff. Last week you guys raised your hands, or many of you, most of you. If I did it again this week, most of you would raise your hand and say, Yeah, Pastor Matt, I've been through a battle. I'm just finishing one. Now here's the essence and truth of life. You're either in a battle, or you're finishing one, or you're about to start one. That's just life. I'm sorry. If you don't want any more problems, we're going to pray that you just go to heaven. Got that from my pastor growing up. Heard that a lot of Sundays. You don't want any more problems, we just pray you go to heaven. I don't want any more problems. No. You know what? Jesus said you'd have trouble. He warned us. I've never told you, never, not once. Oh, man, everything, forgive me for the 70s saying. Is this a 70s saying? Older folks in my crowd. Everything's going to be hunky-dory. You remember that saying? Not sure what that means. I think it just means <laughs> silly good. It's just going to be great. Everything's great. Victories are wonderful. But someone said years ago, you don't learn a lot from victories all the time. You learn a lot from the defeats and the despair and going through stuff. And I, we are not called to be defeated. We're called to go from victory to victory. But sometimes in between, we miss it. God doesn't, but we do. I want to tell you today from the bottom of my heart, praise is out loud. People wonder why we have worship. It's to get your heart ready to receive the word. It's to get your heart ready. Praise is out loud. You've got to sing. You've got to pray. You've got to thank him. You've got to raise your hands. Man, let the, you know what scripture says? Book of Psalms. It says, let the high praises of God be in their mouth. The high praises of God be in their mouth. So what does that mean? That means <laughs> you're off, man, if you say, no, I'm just praising him. I'm just praising him. I'm not going to smile. I'm going to act moody and have a bad attitude. I've had people tell him. I've had people say, no, I'm praising him. Really? I think it would come out if you're praising him. I really do. Because Scripture says, let the high praises of God be in their mouth. Scripture talks about smiling. Scripture says, man, when he brought us back, we were like those who dreamed. Some of you God has brought back recently. Some of you, you're waiting on God to bring someone back in your life. That, that, will, that will preach. And it's time to praise God over it. It's time to praise God over it. And I'm going to interject this between my points. I challenge you to, today to praise God over everything and for everything. God's not giving you evil stuff, but praise Him in the midst of everything. One verse says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will concerning you. And once again, Ephesians 5.20 says, Always, at all times, giving thanks for all things. Say, what 
How? Did you know it's amazing to me how Romans 8.28 fits into this? All things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to His purpose. That means somehow in the genius and mind and will of God, He can turn bad situations for your benefit. He's working on you. People don't like reading the book of Job. Some of you, man, that messes with you. You say, God, this guy was doing it all right. Some say, well, he had an open door of fear. Whatever the reason, God allowed Satan to persecute Job. It was a heavenly wager. Satan said, does he worship you for nothing and serve you for nothing? You've placed a hedge around him. He's blessed. Let me take away everything from him and let's see, see if he doesn't curse you to your face. God said, go ahead, but don't touch him. He lost kids. He lost wealth. He lost homes. He got to the place where Satan came back to the Lord and said, you know what? I believe one of the translations is skin for skin. Touch his body and he'll curse you. The Lord said, go ahead, do what you want. But his life is mine. Basically, God was saying, I have a plan for him. He had boils. He was miserable. I can, you can just imagine what he was going through. The terrible, terrible pains in his body. At one point, his wife said, why don't you curse God and die? You know how bold Job was? Not understanding everything that was going on in heaven. Not understanding how it all worked. He said, even if the Lord were to kill me, I would trust him. Talk about faith. And that's not misplaced faith. But now you've got to know this. We have a revelation that Job didn't have, and he would not speak ill of God. All he said was, I don't know why I deserve this. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Job actually at one point said, oh, man, if there was only a mediator, if there was someone who would stand between me and God and place a hand on both of us. Pastor Jen preached about the cross yesterday. The ladies were talking about the cross down here. That's what Jesus did. He stands between us and the Almighty God and places His hand on both of us. We have so much more than Job had now because of the new covenant, and so you can praise God for everything. You don't have to understand everything. I'm going to challenge you right now. Stand to your feet. Throw your hands in there right now and praise God for your situation. You're going to start to see chains fall off. Go ahead. Do it. You say, Pastor Matt, you are crazy. I am not. Do it. Raise those hands. Father, we praise you for the situation we're in right now. Whether we did it, it was our decision, or you allowed it, or the devil did it, whatever it is, a neighbor did it, a family member hurt us and did it, Lord God, we worship you for the situation we are in right now, and we praise you out loud. Someone say, I praise him. Go ahead, just tell him, just tell the Lord. Tell him I worship you, I give you glory. Go ahead, just for a moment, just for a moment. Father, we praise you today. I thank you. I thank you for your people. I thank you for the congregation of people that are worshiping you for the tough times. You say, God didn't do it. That's right, but he's going to be the one to get you out of it. Just praise him. We praise you, Father. We thank you, Father. We will praise you out loud, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Before you're seated, look at me. God's doing something in your life today. Just you listening to the simple word of God coming from this simple, bald-headed messenger of God is going to break chains off your life. If you'll, you'll do what I'm asking, I'm telling you, it's not something I came up with. The Apostle Paul and Silas proved it. They were in the midst of prison at midnight, the darkest time of the night, and they praised and worshiped God. 
My second point today, before you're seated, look at this. Praise activates faith and joy. You say, man, I don't feel it. You may, it may take a few days. It may take a few minutes. It may take a few, I don't know what, but you keep praising. It's going to activate your faith and joy. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise him. Just praise him. Worst of times, just praise him. Go ahead and be seated in God's presence today. Praise activates faith and joy. As you praise, what are you doing? You're turning it all over to God. You ever tried to figure it out in your own strength? Mm -hmm. You and I probably did it this morning, didn't we? Yesterday, the past week, you said, man, uh, how do I do this? How? At some point, you got to turn it all over to God. Not to be irresponsible, you have to take initiative. But at some point, you got to say, I just got to trust Him. i got to let it go. Joy is expectant and hopeful. And did you know that's what faith needs to operate? People to be expectant and hopeful. When they're doing that, man, faith, that is a ripe ground for faith to grow. You say, man, I expect something good to happen. I don't know what. You wake up every morning with the attitude, man, I don't know, I may just find a million dollars today. Something good's going to happen. I remember in the late 70s, early 80s, we used to sing a song. I can still remember Dad and the others singing it in church. I just feel something good is about to happen. I just feel something good is on its way. What is that? That is praising God for something. It hasn't even happened yet. But has God taken care of you? Has he always taken care of you? Don't raise your hand, but how many of us should be dead, me included? Wrecks surgeries, injuries. They said, oh, no, it's going to get worse. They're never going to walk again. You sure did walk in here. Say, oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't. You know, and doctors have to be negative. They got to they got to cover themselves now. You're probably not going to make it. Can you imagine? This can't get better. Well, God has a different prognosis. God has a different prognosis. You've got to praise God to activate that faith and joy. Nothing like drawing God into your situation when you are joyful and you live what the Word says. You say, man, you know what? I may feel unhappy, but I can choose joy. Now, wait a minute. Happiness is always based on circumstances. But you can say, man, you know what? I choose joy. I choose to praise God in every situation for every situation because I know He's good. He's going to take care of me. Someone say this. Say, God is going to take care of me. My family... My situation, say, I cast all my cares on him because he cares for me. Oh, man, that is good stuff. That's God's word. Look at our third point today. Praise changes me, not God. Say, but the situation changed. It was God's will that that situation changed. All, he wanted it to change all along. But more importantly than more important than your situation is God wants us to change. Did you know it changes your perspective? Worship and thankfulness, they don't change God or his plan. His plan is there. They change me and they bring his plan to fruition. They bring it about in my life. It changes my attitude, my outlook, my perspective. You ever been around a complainer? Raise your hand if you love being around complainers. I hope you're listening to me, because if your hand goes up, everybody's going to think you're weird. <laughs> Got a smile and a laugh over there. Raise your hand if you're like, man, I can't wait. Me and my husband are going to go on a date. Man, I just hope he complains the whole night. It'll be great. So romantic. 
You're like, oh, the men say, oh, man, I hope my lady, when she gets off work or she meets me at home, I just hope she complains, man. Won't that be amazing? That is mucho sexy for married couples. It ain't. Mm -mm. You want to set an atmosphere for friendship, for blessing, for favor, for God's hand, for prosperity? Let there be an atmosphere of praise and worship, and it will change how you're acting. I'm telling you right now. You can't, you can't be using cuss words and being mean to people and praising God. You can't do it. Mm-mm. You're either going to praise him or not. And I challenge you today. Here's your homework from your pastor. Hopefully your beloved pastor. If not, you can just say, I like him. He's okay. This is your homework for your, from your pastor for this week. From this point on is begin to praise God. Why do I say that? Because I've known this. I've known this message. I've lived it. Some of the greatest seasons of my life were filled with praise. You say, were you not going through anything? No, I was full of praise and it brought God on the scene. It brought his presence, and his presence is what changes you. God wants you changed. He does. Say, no, he's fine with me just like, no, God wants you changed. He's not changing. He wants you to change. And praise does that. It works on the inside out. I'm going to tell you right now, it's circular. It takes faith to praise God when you don't feel like it. It takes faith to go, wow, praise God, man. I forgot about that bill, and now there's a, a disconnection fee and a reconnection fee. Mm, my goodness. No, I praise you, Lord. You're working this for my benefit. You are working this for my benefit. I started praising God last Saturday. God said, hey, I'd been reading a Joyce Meyer article because I said, Lord, there's an area in my life you need to work on. And I read her article. It was so simple. And it reminded me of the, the weapon of worship and praise just personal worship and praise just praising God and I said oh my goodness Lord I'm so sorry man I haven't been doing this like I should I love you I want to do it I think about it but I have not gotten the revelation of this recently give me a new revelation of it I started to praise God over some situations in my life and I kid you not I started to see breakthrough within about 24 hours in certain areas of our life just because I praised him praised him for some odd situations going on in our lives there were some financial things. There were some other things bothering me personally. And I'll be real with you. I just want the joy of the Lord in my life. God will take care of everything else. God will take care of everything else. I'm not going to force it. I can't make it happen. I'm not strong enough. I'm not wise enough. I'm not experienced enough. But I know that God knows enough. And he knows more than enough. And he is more than enough. He's the God of all time and all space. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful, and he's everywhere at once. What more could you ask for? Let him figure it out. You praise him. It takes the burden off you when you praise God, and it starts to change you. Say, God, you deal with it. I need to say this now, point four. Praise affects everything. Let me add something to that. Praise affects everything and everyone around me. Saw Paul and Silas praising God, singing hymns at midnight. And it said, and the prisoners were what? They were captive too. And the prisoners were listening. People are listening to you. They're listening to how you respond to trouble. I've had people watch us say, man, what are they going to say, man? They haven't been able to have kids yet. What, what are they going to do? How are they going to respond to this? People look at us like, what's going on? We say, well, praise God. God is with us. Praise God. God is with us. He's been with us. 
He's always been with us. He will always be with us. Praise affects everything. In this case, it shook the prison. It opened all the doors. It caused chains to fall off all the prisoners, and it woke up the jailer. It even caused the jailer to reach out for God. He and his family were saved all because Paul and Silas did what? Complained in the prison. Nope. They were worshiping God at midnight, one of the darkest times of their life. Can you imagine before they started praising God, they may have even looked at each other and said, man, I thought we were headed home today. I didn't know. I had no idea. But hey, here we are suffering disgrace for the name of Jesus. He's worth it and he's worthy. Praise affects everything. I've seen situations turn around. You say, well, am I, I'm just going to praise God so things can get better. No what? No, no, no. Don't have one eye on the circumstance that way. Just keep your eyes on Jesus and say, I praise you for it. I know you're going to take care of it. Really simplify in your mind. Don't overthink it. God has spoken to me with that and dealt with me in that area. Just worship him. Whether it's today, tomorrow, or next week, he's going to take care of it. I promise you. I promise you. And in the process, I'm going to say in the process, in the process, he's going to change you and work on you. He's dealing with your patience. He's dealing with your long-suffering. He's dealing with your character. Some of you don't raise your hand. You say, man, I don't want my character worked on. I'm tired of it. The sparks, the cutting, it's frustrating. Well, get used to it. God wants you better. God wants you blessed. God wants you close to him. God wants you in his presence. God wants to give you great character. God wants to make you a great example. People are watching you. May they see Jesus in you, ladies and gentlemen. Praising him, praising him, praising him. Can you imagine if you would just praise him no matter what? Just praise him. Say, man, people may think I'm crazy. Yeah, you know what? That's always been one of my signature moves, though. I love it when people don't know I'm a preacher. They don't know I'm a pastor. They don't know who I am. They don't know I'm a believer. It'll just be at the store or something. I love to just drop this on people, and it's become a habit, but I always like to see their response. They'll say, oh, yeah, no, you ordered it. It's going to be in tomorrow, and I go, praise God. Some people just kind of <laughs> just go on, and others stop, look at me. I've had people go, do you praise God? Do you, are you, do you believe in Jesus? I'm like, yep. And it's crazy how that opens up conversations, and people go, man, I need to get back to church. It's amazing. Two words, my signature move, two of the most powerful words in the universe, praise God. Because when I say it, when I say praise God, I'm saying I believe, I trust him, it's in his hands, I give him glory, I can't do it without him, I can't, to see, I can't wait to see what he's going to do next. God is on my side, he's with me, he's for me. Praise God says so much, someone say so much. God's got you. I don't have enough wisdom for every situation in my life or yours, but I do know this. God is giving us wisdom as we praise him. God is giving you everything you need for that situation. In fact, he told Gideon, I read that story this week. He said, go in the strength you have. Gideon had been saying, what? I'm in a, a little sorry tribe and I'm the least of that. My clan is the least of that tribe. Some folks in here are like, man, I was raised on the south side. I was raised on the east side. Who cares? Who cares? Jesus hung out in the tough places. Jesus is Lord over all. Jesus is Lord in your life. Keep praising him.
I challenge you today, let that be your homework, that you will praise God in everything, for everything, and during every trial in Jesus' name. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today, if you would, please. Some of you are like, man, I, I don't know if I can even praise him. I, I haven't walked with God yet. Well, let's, let's, let's deal with that first. If there is anyone in this house at the sound of my voice who would say, Pastor Matt, I have never accepted Jesus and made him the Lord of my life. If that's you, raise your hand today. I will pray for you. Or if you're finding your way back to the Lord, you say, man, I have not served God like I should. It's been a long while, Pastor Matt. Raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you too. Go ahead. Anybody in this house, God bless you for your courage. God bless you for your courage. Thank you for your faith. I want everybody in this house to pray this prayer. We're going to deal with those who have never accepted Jesus, and then I'm going to pray for those who are making their way back. But everyone, pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I've done wrong. I've sinned. Say this. Say, all sin is personal to you. I'm sorry. Apart from you, I am an absolute sinner. But I want you, God, and I need you. Please forgive me. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. Come into my life. Change me. Work on me. I need your help, God. And say, now I confess and believe that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe he died and rose again for me. In Jesus' name. Everybody in this house, pray this prayer. Say, Lord, I'm sorry for walking away. I've been a prodigal son. Cleanse me. I need you. I can't leave you anymore. I want to stay in your presence. Because in your presence is everything I need. I give you glory, God. Father, I pray for your people this morning. I thank you that you're working on lives and hearts and healing bodies right now. If you need healing in your body, put your hand where you're sick or where you've been in pain. Need healing all over your body in multiple places. Put your hand on your heart. God, I speak healing today in Jesus' name. We look forward to hearing about the miracles. It is according to their faith. I believe, Lord God, but it's according to their faith and according to your power. Because faith moves your hand, Lord God. And I thank you for your presence. Thank you that your people are healed. I curse cancer. Any other situations, knee issues, back problems, neck problems, joint issues, any kind of autoimmune diseases, in Jesus' name I call them out. Throat problems, eye problems, ear problems, infections, I curse them all. They are not from you, Lord. I thank you because folks are healed right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We don't understand it all, but we do understand this. Jesus is the healer, and we believe today. Lord, your people are healed, and we give you glory, and your hand is on our lives. We will praise you in everything. Thank you, Father. We give you glory today. In Jesus' name, amen.